Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the absolutely superb, the brilliant last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen, and Jason McGovern. We are here for the next two hours, as we always are, every Thursday, seven to nine, right here on Love Sport Radio. And there is so much to talk about. The five star, the terrific performance on the weekend, absolutely tearing Burnley apart. But it wasn't to be last night in the Champions League. It was a chain side. It was a rotated side. Spurs have qualified. Maybe Jose learning a thing thing or few about the team because maybe a few of those players won't be here in January and maybe many more might not be here next year. But Spurs started slow last year, reaching a European Cup final. And you wouldn't want to bet against Jose. He's a man who, who, let's put it, he knows about the Champions League. He knows about knock- knockout football. He knows about comp- competitions. So Spurs will be feeling confident about this one. But you can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. We have to start with the game, Ricky. Maybe an opportunity missed for some of those players last night. Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. I think those that have been given the opportunity, <laughs> good or bad, expose themselves in terms of their performances. Um, Cesar Young, I thought, played really, really well. I think Juan Foyf also had a really good game. Eric Dyer, Danny Rose, I think there's big big question marks just in terms of long-term what's going to happen. And Dyer has been a player that's very much been favoured by Jose Mourinho. I'm just not too sure if he's if he's good enough for Tottenham long-term. I know we've always said give him a run of games and maybe it's always been the issue where Jason's mentioned in the past that he hasn't really had um, a decent player next to midfield to really have the opportunity to show us what he can do. But um, it was a bit of a mixture of a team, as we know. I think Lachelso didn't really show us what he's about. Again, you could probably argue that giving these players 90 minutes when they haven't really had 
a consistent run of form beforehand makes it more difficult. You're looking for players to come in and immediately, like, immediately make a difference. And that's why I'm not going to be too, too critical on the team last night because it was thrown together, if you see what I mean, to some degree. Yeah, and you were almost not expecting that performance, but you knew it was a game that didn't really mean much and Jose yeah. was going to uh, change the side and temper with a few things. But he does like a holding midfielder. We know that from his previous teams. Dyer is one that's been favoured and he's got the start. Really disappointing that maybe he didn't he didn't take it by the scruff of the neck last night, Jace. Yeah, he actually got quite a bit of praise for Burnley, but even in the Burnley game, I thought there was there was signs of him still nowhere near his best. Uh, he, he, you know, he's got until the end of January to to nail that place down, hasn't he? Um, but I, I expect Jose to go out and sign someone. But I felt for for some of those players last night. I know I know everyone had to have an opportunity, but for me, when you throw that many in especially against high-quality opposition away by... I mean, Carl Walker-Peters, for instance, hasn't kicked a ball for three months and he's got he's got Alfonso Davis and, and Coleman coming at him with no help in front of him and people are having a go at him and I think mm. that's a bit tough on anyone. That is. I mean, Serge Ory has been a disaster zone almost every week and yet Carl Walker-Peters is taking pelters for having a poor game in Munich. So, And just, just La Celso didn't do enough, did he? But... You know, it's different when you look forward and there's Kane moving forward and Ali moving forward rather than, than Lucas Moore in headless chicken mode and things. So I felt for some of those players last night that came in. Yeah, and it is, it's hard to shot in, in that game when, you know, you're up against a Munich side and no one's expecting much. It's hard to go away to Munich and any player to shine, Lee. Well, I think it is hard to go away to Munich, but I think that there was no pressure on the game. So there shouldn't have been pressure. It should have been... The, the, the shackles are off and, and, and go and have a, a, have a play. Not you have a shot, we have a shot. But we've seen how high the line is that Bayern are holding. Um, the, defensively, they've been poor. They've lost two games on the bounce and we should have gone and uh, had a bit more of a go. Um, for, for, for me personally, I think that, you know, Fellaini incoming. You know, do you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's, yeah, well, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm worried about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying I want it. But, you know, Eric Dyer and I, and, I, and I still bang on, he needs games. So that's what Jose's given him. And I, and I hope that he can get back to, to, to some of his best form. He needs games in his legs, games in his legs. But my word, I'm sure we'll get onto it. Rose, are you actually having a laugh? I mean, literally, it was, it was just, he was awful. Absolutely awful. And I, and I agree with you, Jace. With KWP, he's played. What's that? The first time he's played ninety minutes in what twelve games? Yeah, it's it's well, how long ago was that? Age? I think he played three games at the beginning of the season. He ain't played since. Danny Rose has played what nine, ten games on the trot, and he still played like that. Horrific. It actually reminded me a little bit of the home game, in the forty minutes in one-one didn't actually look too bad yeah. because. You know, when Sissoko goes through, you think, what a great chance to go 2-1 up. <laughs> and then Sissoko we, reverted to time. When we, when we, <laughs> they, they score on the verge of half-time like they did at Tottenham, and the second half is one-way traffic like it was at Tottenham. Yeah, it was really true when Jace puts it like that. Uh, similar to the game, uh, obviously, at Tottenham earlier in the season when Tottenham just capitulated after that, uh, when it was 1-1. Now a lot of people are coming round to what Jace has been saying for months, though, about Danny Rose. It feels to be like everyone... Ricky, no? Yeah, no, listen, but I think we've all known for a while Danny's not been up to standards. A lot of people still supported him, though. I think Jace even said that. I think. You know, uh, listen, to, some will Curtis say. Curtis O'Beng, mate. We've got to sign Curtis O'Beng. Yeah, but I think obviously a lot of people are sentimental. And uh, as I've said, I think from the start of the season, Danny's form has been nowhere near good enough to have a consistent run of the team. And Mourinho obviously thinks the same, hence why he's not been picked. I think Danny needs a, a refresh, and Spurs need one as well, to be honest with you. Danny needs to get himself away from the football club. 
and he, I just think for his own career, and even today he's coming out saying that, you know, he's honoured to work under Mourinho. I don't quite feel he's going to get that much game time the way he's playing at the moment. I think, as I said before, Danny needs to have a fresh start somewhere else. I think there's been so much that's happened at the football club. For him as well, mentally, um, I want to see him go on and, you know, hopefully recover his best form maybe somewhere else. Well, he's a player that said, Lee, that uh, he won't be going anywhere till his contract runs out. Now he's saying he, he loves working under Mourinho. <laughs> Yeah, well, again, I think for me, it's downfounded, really. I mean, it's, it's a similar situation to, um, you know, the, the, you, you don't change that that quick for, for me. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not a coaching situation with Danny. Uh, he's 28, he's 29 years old, I think. Um, and, you know, it, it, you are where you are. I think you, you always want to learn um, at whatever age you are. And, and hopefully you can do that. But I, like Ricky said, I don't think he's going to get the opportunity. I think last night, was a brilliant exercise. I think it's fantastic for the football club moving forward because what it is said and what it is shown, Jose, who he can trust and who he can't. Spot, and, 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 and actually, the reality of the situation is he's now looking at that and going, not just purely on that performance. And this is why I get so wound up. You can hear it in my voice, listeners. Well, I'm wound I'm a bit frustrated about it, right? Because that, for me, was a real opportunity to go out and show, the, at the very basic form, desire. That was it. Go out and show some desire and some passion for the football club. And you've got people like Ericsson just moffing around. Like, he was absolutely horrific. I don't care. Phone in, right? Uh, phone in. Because he was awful last night. He should be nowhere near the first team. Danny Rose is sitting there going, I'm going to run my contract down. I don't care. He should be nowhere near the first team. Contract Rebels again. Bring him back in. What happens? It's the same same old story. And what I'm really frustrated about with Mourinho is he's, st- he's still playing them. But why, why is he playing them? He's... Christian Eriksen's leaving. In three weeks, he can speak to any foreign club. Why is he starting in a position where Lo Celso could start and you could give somebody else an opportunity? Why wasn't Troy Parrott given an opportunity? He pulled him out of the, uh, the under-23s, is it? Or yeah, the under-19s game, the yeah, youth yeah. team. Didn't even play him. But yet he put Christian Eriksen in. That's why I'm frustrated. Not, look, I'll be really positive later. Of course I will be. But the reality of the situation for it is a very, very, on a positive Brilliant exercise from Mourinho. He now knows 100% can't trust him and I can't trust him and I can't trust him and he ain't nowhere near it. And it wouldn't be surprising if he was banging on Levy's door this morning saying, I need a central defender <laughs> and I need a, uh, a defensive midfielder and rock on for Jamie and uh, and Ricky in the transfer window. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But but that that's why I'm frustrated because I think that sometimes if in the very basic, in ve- at the very basic level, that yesterday was all about can you Stand up, puff your chest out, walk out in the Allianz Arena and handle it. Can you do that? And they didn't. And that, for me, that's why it's disappointing. No, absolutely. You know, but like I said, in fairness to some of them, I think when you chuck a, a hold, so you've got Walker Peters, fourth, Danny Rose is coming back. We even saw Victor Wanyama last night, didn't we? What on earth? Lucas Moore up front. So where we've been going back to front a bit But quicker, maybe you say, what on earth? It was a clean slate. Sorry, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's going clean slate for everyone as new managers do. Yeah, you wasn't in favor. You wasn't in form. But everyone's like got a chance minutes. here. Wanyama, Could it be that, Jason? Yeah, I think, I think we needed to see those players and he needed to see them. As he mm. says, he hasn't been able to, to try one or two out. He obviously liked what he saw in fourth. I think we was all quite pleased with Sessignon 
at yeah, half he, time, yeah, he, but he, he, the second he, half, you perhaps saw why Sessignon's not knocking on the door completely at the moment. Mm. But what a fantastic goal. And the irony is the three new players have all scored on their debuts, haven't they? Four yeah. debuts Crazy, this year. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yet none of them have really made the impact we wanted to. Yeah. George, just on the point I think Lee's saying about the um, the contract rebels is <coughs> I'm the same as Lee. In an ideal world, you wouldn't want them anywhere near the first team squad. But then how are you expected to drum up interest and try and get players to buy them if you're not going to play them? I think that's got that ship but, sailed, isn't it? We, surely? Should, well, we shouldn't be picking players to make them available for sale. We should be picking players to win games and, no, I, and players we want to see. I don't understand that, but I think like Lee said last night was a great exercise of you know giving players an opportunity that hadn't played yeah, much. Yeah, Yama, yeah, yeah. you know, you want to rest Kane, you want to rest Ali, you want to rest Son. He got the opportunity to do that last night. You know, don't you don't always have that opportunity Just, throughout the season to do that. As you say, it was disappointing mm. that Sonny came on and that Parrot didn't get those yeah, those I, minutes. Mm. Difficult to understand shame. that. I mean, I think we've all we all was of the understanding that Parrot was going to get minutes because he played him towards the end but, of that Burnley he game. Did, yeah, yeah. He pulled him out as Lee said of the UEFA um, the UEFA league for the youngsters. So he was on he was on the bench. We was all expecting him to come on. He didn't come on. We was all a bit shocked. And, and I think the way Lucas played and the way he talked earlier in the season about not being a number nine and, and the fact that he should be played in... It, Lucas was actually saying this himself and then he rocks up in the Allianz Arena and plays him as a what? A number nine. And you just think, really? Like, when you've got, guess what? A number nine on the bench and, 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 and it hasn't experimented. Look, I don't want to be too too critical of that, but it, it is what it is. I, I feel sorry for Lo Celso. He, he, for me, looks like he's... Um, you know, he's, he's bought. He's bought. Uh, what's that? I think he's more confident with Lachelle. So I think he got it, a lot of pelters last night. But I feel really sorry for no, him. No, I know. I feel sorry for him. I, mm. It might be confidence, but it looks like he's bought. Uh, uh, you know, a, a, a housing development in Bulgaria, and then it's uh, and then they've run off with his money because you know since <laughs> Pochettino's coming. Do you get what? Do you, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's what it feels like to me. It feels like that. You know, the, t- the golden the golden goose is is gone, and it wouldn't surprise me if he if he uh, is, is let go in January. Really? Yeah, because because if Marino don't fancy it, what are you saying, Jace? What do you think? I, I just don't see I don't see Daniel Levy sanctioning effectively a fourteen million pound yeah. loan move. I think he'll definitely keep him to the end of the season, and Daniel Levy will think that we'll pay the contract out, buy the price, and then we can flog him. Straight flog him away. off? Yeah, maybe, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sending yeah. him back at fourteen million for six months loan. Mm. I just I just wonder. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I just wonder whether if Jose don't fancy him. Um, that's what I just don't get. I don't know. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Why didn't the Chelsea players in number 10 where Ericsson started the game? Why, why was Ericsson anywhere near the team? Maybe, maybe he think... did, though. I mean, we've heard in the past that these players haven't always listened to Mourinho and you know what maybe. the advice he's given. Maybe they just didn't. Why would you not listen to Mourinho? It's like, have you seen the scroll of a CV that he's well, got? It's not as if he ain't won anything. I felt a little bit for La Celso because all three goals were actually poor defending from him. Mm. He, he didn't stop the cross for the the first one, did he? When he wasn't back to help Walker Peters quickly enough. Yeah. The second one, he got singled out as not tracking Coutinho. But I'm thinking, why would you have Lacelso tracking Coutinho in the foot? Surely that's Dyer or Sissoko should have been tracking the, the the man right in front of the the penalty area, especially for Coutinho. And then the third goal, I said to you, he just literally walked back, mm. walked yeah. back, didn't and, run, didn't do anything, just walked back. But, do you, and do you know what it reminded me of, like from a defensive perspective, exactly what you're talking about. Do you know what it reminded me of? Yeah, the replacement for Christian Eriksen. He looked like him. He actually looked like yeah. it. If he had his number on the back, you'd think it was him. He, he, his mannerism, the way he moved, the way he, did, he didn't track back and all that. You just think, dude, man, this is your opportunity to go and impress. And you didn't take it by the scruff of the neck. The only, the only person that did, that we've talked about before, is Sessignon. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. What have you made of it, though? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208 70 20 558. The team want to hear from you, but I think Lee wants to hear from you more. <laughs> 
Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern talking about the game last night. And there is still loads more to come. We're going to be taking your listener questions. You're a big part of the show. Then looking towards the game on the weekend with Wolves is a big one. They are unbeaten in 11 games in the Premier League. They don't lose a lot at Molyneux. That is a massive Super Sunday clash. We'll be talking all about that later. Before we get to the Wolves preview, obviously, Lee was saying it was a positive exercise last night. You know, Jose can see who fits this team, who doesn't fit this team. In the flip side then, uh, Jace, is it a little bit sometimes when you have got a bit of momentum, you beat Burnley and mm. you didn't just beat Burnley, you absolutely tore them apart, you know, against a very well-drilled, disciplined side that Sean Dyche has got there. You know, you made them look not at the races at all. Is it very hard to have confidence, momentum and then sort of have a walk-in-the-park exercise and then go, now we need to get back up for it and take that into walls? It's very hard to have it and then sort of go, don't worry about this week. Do you know what I mean in that sense? Yeah, I know what you mean, but... I think the key players that will play against Wolves won't won't sit there and think, oh, we've just got beat by Bayern because they're mm. sitting at home watching it. So they've kind of distanced themselves from that. And I think Wolves is a massive game, let's be honest. I mean, if we'd have needed something last night, different. But Wolves is a huge game at the weekend. Massive game for him. Yes, absolutely massive. We, we will talk about that a little bit more. But, Ricky, you know, it's always hard when you have these dead rubbers, isn't it? Because, course, yeah. you know, you're looking towards it and you go, we've qualified for the Champions League, but we still want to see something from those players. I know Lee calls it a positive exercise, but it is hard for those players to, to have it in their mindset as that. Yeah, of course. A lot of those players done. They haven't got a long-term future at the club and therefore they know they can put a bad performance in or a good performance. It isn't going to really make much of a difference. And that's not what you want to... You know, it's not... It's not like you want to hear when... Us as people, we're all positive. But thinkers. you, as the fans, you went. I don't care about last night. Do you know what I mean? It's very hard, even from that sense. Do you know yeah, what I mean? not listen, care. Obviously, yeah, you listen, care. Of course, you, I, obviously, in the sense of it. Of course, I want to see Tottenham win every game. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the end of the world if if we got beat, and that's maybe the right attitude to have. But for me, I want to see players go out there and express themselves in a good way. And I look at Christian Eriksen now. For me, and again, we've said it's a dead rubber. For me, he's tarnishing his legacy or the legacy he did have at the football club for five seasons, six seasons. Uh, you know. He's been one of the best players in the whole of Europe. He came with a bow money. Came with a bow money. And he gave us, he's given us such great memories during his time. You know, he's part of the team that got us to a Champions League final. You know, he got us to countless semi finals as well. And, you know, playing pivotal parts of our great wins against Arsenal, against Man City. And I just feel like now we're going to look back and think. Really? I do. I do. I I think Ericsson's last six to 12 months, the way he's acted, I think it's been so disrespectful. I think it's been pathetic, some of his performances. They really have been. I'd go as strong as saying that. You know, to not. It looks on the eye, not try. Maybe it is a lack of confidence. I'm, I don't know the player personally. He's quite a relaxed think, guy yeah, anyway. That is he he plays I, yeah. anyway, I just but... feel that you know he should be offering much more than what he's at the moment. Mm. Well, a bit I'm of just good chuckling news. here. I'm just chuckling here. <laughs> yeah, it's very good news for Spurs. That, that, that They don't care about last night's result, but they care about this one because Arsenal are losing 2-0 in the Europa League away to Standard Liège in Belgium. It is Standard Liège 2, Arsenal 0. They do need to lose uh, 5-0 to go out in that one, but if they carry on like this, they could Keep find themselves the out in the next 30 minutes. Come on, Liège, as they say. Let's quickly talk then because Ricky says that it is difficult. He says... Ericsson is tarnishing his legacy, Jase. I know I won't ask Lee because he, he'll mention him as a contract rebel, but for you, is it as strong as that? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I've said it for a long time now. I, I give him the free transfer in January just yeah. to bring closure on it. Why pay his wages for, for six months? But but I think the, the one thing I would say about Ericsson, and I know that from my, my good Danish friend, is apparently he's been awful for Denmark for, for pretty much the same time. And we saw the playoff game with the Republic of Ireland. 
and he looks a shadow of the. Remember last time he went to Ireland for the playoff, he got that hat trick. Got a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Totally dominated it this time round. He looks a shadow of the player even for them. And I don't think you could say he doesn't care about playing for Denmark. So mm. whatever's happened to his form, it's has affected him completely. And he looks a shadow of the player, regardless of what team shirt he's wearing. Do you think he'll still get a move then, wherever he wants in the summer? No, I, I, oh, what he wants in the summer as a free transfer, he probably he probably already knows who he's going to. That's my fear that he knows already who he's he's done the deal already. I yeah. can't believe any kind of team. I don't leave Juve, it. Juve, Juve, lo- Juve yeah. love a free play. Yeah, the, the, the way mate. he's acted in the last six to twelve months would that not put you off his character? Well, it depends if the club that's he's joining of. <laughs> pushed for him to say don't put too much effort in and don't get yourself injured and things like that I, I don't know I mean Aaron Ramsey full credit to Aaron Ramsey was a was a credit to himself wasn't he and yeah. it was and he was once brilliant did you look at Arsenal no. and see Aaron Ramsey not play well for them mm. but Aaron Ramsey then got a massive injury during that time didn't he and so he, all, he didn't start playing for Juve until recently mm. has he Aaron Ramsey mm, and maybe that's, that's, that's part of it I would have respected Ericsson so much that listen if he wanted to go fine but you play until your final game and you give everything and it's just maybe it is lack of confidence I just feel when you watch him it's not the same Ericsson that we saw in the first four and a, four and a half five years I might be wrong I don't no, know no, I, on the eye. no I agree with you I just think contract rebels. <laughs> no, I just think that it's been handled really poorly from from the club, uh, from the representatives of the player, and you know the reality of the situation is if we'd have sold Ericsson two years ago at his, you know, when he was, you know, still a world class player, and we'd have got ninety hundred million for him, all of us would be sitting around at the time going. This is absolutely crazy. You can't be selling our best players. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to roll off you know, a couple of clubs where Liverpool sold Coutinho. Look what's happened to Liverpool. Uh, Harry Maguire went from Leicester for 80 million. It's a record number for a defender. Mm. And look at Leicester. I guaranteed on here a few weeks ago, didn't I? They went for the top four. Yeah. But you can clip it up, don't worry. <laughs> but the point being is that they're 15 points ahead of Spurs in the league right now and they ain't got their best defender. So, you know, selling your best players doesn't necessarily always mean that... Philip Coutinho. That's what I'm saying. Liverpool is out there. I just said Philip Coutinho. Exactly. So, you know... It's a very difficult one. I think it's been handled poorly. I just want to pick up on something you said before about the Wolves game being difficult and you know me moaning about the buying game. Um, and obviously the Burnley ripped, ripped him to shreds. Mm. How many shots on target do you think we had at Burnley? Against seven. Burnley, sorry. We had seven, seven. shots, scored five goals. Seven shots. How many do you think we had against Bayern? We had five. We had five. We only had two shots less clinical finishing could mm. have been the difference yep. we talk about fine margins at, at this level if Son goes for, if, if Sissoko don't revert do to type does. and do what he does and, and Son scores all that's of a sudden game. it's a different, yeah, it's different game, game. So, yeah. so that's why I'm saying it is a positive exercise because regardless of what the scoreline was uh, you know you talk about that momentum and mm. that sort of stuff that's got nothing to do with it because the way we play when we've got them front four now that he's using Lucas but certainly with Kane and Ali and Son as soon as we get the ball, we're turning, and I wish I had a screen here, but we're turning and we're going and we're looking forward and we're making runs. And that is what we was not doing under Potch for the last kind of six months. We wasn't running in beyond. We've got De- Deli Alley running behind. Yeah. Son was unplayable at the weekend. Yeah. And then when you look at our exercise yesterday, not once. Not once did that happen. The time that it did, when Song got in behind, to be fair, he should have scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So twice, um, twice, twice yeah. Sorry, so it did happen twice, of course, and and, and that's the, that's your fine margin. So I think that Wolves will be a different team against Wolves, and and I hope, and I really do hope. Please, Jose, I know you're listening because you listen to the show. Of course, <laughs> do not pick Christian Eriksen. Don't even put him on a bench. Waste of time. 
Yeah, I think we'll look at the Wolves game later, but I, I don't <laughs> think... I, I think he'll definitely be involved in the matchday squad, won't he, Rick? Do you think? It'll yeah, be, I, I think he'll be on the bench, but I mean, I think we've seen Ericsson in recent weeks and even against Man United, you know, he makes up a squad now. He doesn't feature for the first team unless I think we were yeah. really, really bogged down by injuries. I think Ericsson will be one of the last names you'd want to pick on a team sheet at the moment just because you know he wants to leave the club. What, 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 I get in contract rules a little bit again, but, you know, following mm. the bottom of what, what bugs me a lot, and it is a bug, right, is when Eric Dyer... And I'm still backing Eric. Come on, mate. Get your form back, fella. Get some some time, game time in your legs. But when he, he was made captain, it was it was a good move, I thought, from from Arena, because it said two things. I'm backing you to, to get your form back. And also, yeah. remember that time when I substituted you against Olympiakos? No hard feelings. Here's the captain's armband. Mm. What bugs me the most is who got the captain's armband when he walked off? Toby, all of a world. You couldn't make this up. He's, he wants to leave. I mean, are you yeah, having a laugh? Also- no, no, I'm sorry. Just let me rant off. This is Ericsson wants to leave, won't even commit to the club. Openly said, like, he's on free kicks, he's on corners, he's on everything that was yeah, meant to I be made. That's a joke. I think with Alvaro, I think it's a little bit different because Mourinho's come through the door now. I think, if I you think ask, he wants to I stay. Think if you asked Toby Sign now, the contract then. Sign it, mate. He might well do. Well, come he on might well do. Well, don't give him the captain's armband. This is a this is ridiculous. I totally get what you're, yeah. football club. I totally get what you're coming from from a, from a rap, from a, a moral perspective. I 100% agree that you should only be wearing that captain's armband if you are committed to the football club. But I do think without Aviro, it's a little bit different because I think with Mourinho coming through the door now, I think he might want to stay. His mindset's completely changed. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, whether he should stay or not is another question because you've got some fans out there, like I say, rightly think, well, if you weren't committed, why should it change now? But it's not just a fan thing, though, Rick and, and, no, and the guys either, is it? It's, it's, you know, when, you're, when you're in a group, when you're in a team environment in your group and you've got some guy who's slogging his guts out yeah. or girl that's slogging their guts out and they're committed and they're up for it and then you watch their mate who couldn't give a monkeys really mm. get the armband you think what have I got to do it sends them on and even and this is elite sport this is fine margins even 1% of doubt in them other players minds it causes an issue and who am I to talk to Jose Mourinho about a managing team whatever? but I, that, as a fan passionate fan that's I, I look at them sorts of things I just think that's wrong you know you, you could have given the armband to Sissoko who runs through walls for us who might not be technically gifted mm-hmm. who has put his uh, name to, to a long term deal or, or you could have given it to Son when he comes on the pitch you know I, I, mean? t- I get that are, t- are, are you yeah. with me it's just a little thing but it's another little thing that that maybe people haven't thought through in within the club. Mm. No, I completely agree. I, I think about things like that. Why has he got the armband when he wants to go? It, it does play on other players' mind. If he's playing on fans' mind, certainly there's an element to that. Lee, just quickly, you mm. mentioned that, you know... Oh, no, what this was, No, 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 it's brilliant. You said there was a, <laughs> this was a positive uh, exercise in the week, you know, for Jose to go, he's not working out, he doesn't fit in here, this is not the style I play, he doesn't have a future... Are we going to see that reflected in the Wolves lineup then? That a few of those players that, hey, this didn't work out in Munich, you know, maybe, you know, you've had your chance now because I don't think Jose's one to give extended chances to. It could really reflect on Wolves on Sunday. But this comes back to Rick's ruthlessness with Jose and what he's. Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, look, I don't. I think so. You're asking me my opinion. Mm. My opinion is yes. I don't think there'll be, <clears> there'll be players that won't wear the Tottenham shirt again out of that. Re- already? Yeah, for sure. Straight away. For Here sure. Go, yeah. I, I think so. I think so. But he, he, he knows. He. he <laughs> The, the thing is, you can't you can't go and win something, being the and being the way Jose is, and then have that sentiment. Or no, you can't. You can't. Is. He is ruthless. He's looked around that 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 pitch yesterday and the training and all the stuff, and he's now got an assessment. How many games he had? Six. He's had six games, two defeats. Annoying because it's take my stats down now. But six <laughs> uh, six games, two defeats, four wins. He's looking around there, going. 
kind of know now. And yeah. a, and actually, we probably knew, Jace, don't you think, that with all the analysis that he's done and the research, that he didn't just get that job three, four weeks ago, no, did he? He, 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 he got that job like Stop. before. So, yes. yeah. do you know what I mean? So he must have done his research. He must know what he wants in that football club. I think you will see some of them wear the shirt again, purely because until he has a chance to change them. I mean, if, if you've got three or four injuries and you don't pick the players last night, who the hell are you going to pick? Yeah, yeah, so no, I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think they, he will, will he'll play it. some of them, but some you of them... Well, I would think Wanyama's quite far down that pecking order now. I don't think he'll play again. Who? Wanyama. Who? <laughs> there you go. We all fell for it. That's Literally repeated it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think a Wanyama will play again. I don't I, think I a Wanyama is a Spurs player. It's, yeah. it's just it's so far out of the picture. That's what I mean. I think, I, think, I think somebody, yeah, I think somebody like... competition winner last night. I, I think somebody like Danny Rose will still play again. I, I still think probably Christian Eriksen will play again, like, mm. like you say. So I'm not saying that, but I think a Wanyama, I don't... I'm worried for Lacelso. I have to say, I'm worried. Mm. I think, again, with that, no, has he been given enough opportunities to really prove himself? I mean, you'll probably come to the questions about it, Chaz, as well. Yeah, and we have got so many questions. Oh, We're going to be taking them next, but we still want to hear from you tonight. You can call us 0208 70 20 558. Who are you expecting not to see in a Spurs shirt again? Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio <laughs> with the crazy train last <laughs> word on Spurs. Talk to me. Lee McQueen, Ricky Saxon, Jason McGovern. Why have we still not got the crazy train playing in as we Talk do this? We're missing we a trick have. here. I'm, miss- I'm relieved this is no longer on YouTube. This <laughs> yeah. could really be this. I know, because then we can't see Jason's celebrations and the knee oh. slides. And nothing beats a good disco knee slide. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are talking everything about Spurs. Bayern Munich last night, the game with Burnley on the weekend, the Super Sunday clash with Wolves up at Molyneux it's going to be a brilliant one what side will Jose play but I said you play a big part you do we're going to now do the listener questions and there were so many thank you for getting in touch and interacting with the last word on Spurs here are a few of them the first one from Gary Gary really appreciate this there is so much work needed at Spurs players need to move on positions we need to get in there are many holes left back right back left wing attacking midfielder defensive midfielder bloody hell Gary you right, mate <laughs> will Jose no, far wrong, be given the 200 million he wants and he needs also will he be given the funds needed to start the rebuild straight away in January and I think he needs 100 million then well I don't think he would have taken the job if he didn't have that chat come on transfer leaving. boy no I, I, no, <laughs> this I think, is more no, hope than expectations no, I, I do generally think you know, you're not going to I think even if Pochettino was still in charge now it would need a sufficient amount of money to come in and to regenerate the whole squad. That's what I believe. When you look at the players that are potentially leaving, we sit here and say every week, I think, Jace, you read off five or six players the other week about who mm. we need. Uh, not players, but I think positions. seven, didn't you? Position. Position. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not unusual, that question at all, and he's completely spot on. That's a great tune, is. It's not unusual. Oh, yeah. It's not, <laughs> not unusual. unusual. It's not unusual. It's a Stoke song, don't worry about it. I think it's more than seven players, because if I'm honest, if you haven't got an first team place nailed down mm. then you're available for, for sale for me I mean you take a player like Eric Lamella you know when we talked about the seven when we talked about the seven positions we didn't talk about right hand side of, of the front three if you like mm. well there's Eric Lamella but you'd want to replace Eric Lamella so that's what I mean it's, it's seven positions but you'd want to replace two left backs you'd want to replace two right backs the two centre halves the two Belgians are going is Sanchez good enough? So there's three centre-halves. So it's, it's seven positions, but it's a hell of a lot more than seven players. But I don't think... Gazaniga. Yeah, but I don't think really? Mourinho would take would have taken no, this job if he didn't believe he was going to get the backing, right? I, I think, it's a I think it's, Yeah, I think, it re- I think part of the... He reassigned 
uh, all part the of the criteria, and, it? and Vertonghen. I think they, mm. I, I, I think based on the whole Mourinho um, coming to the club, he Not likes sure players. Do you sure about Toby? Really? It's, my my thing about Toby is: mm. Will he have the opportunity to re-sign Toby? Will Daniel Levy give Toby that contract that Toby's wanted, or will Toby drop his? Drop his, you know, will he change his yeah, stance and say, it. "Okay, I'll, I'll give in, I'll sign for." I, for, I think it's. I, I think it's, might want him to sign, yeah. and Toby might think well, if the contract's offered, I'll sign it. But I don't think Daniel Levy's going to say, "Here you go, Toby." I think it'd be more like Daniel Levy to go, "Right, you know that contract we had on the table for you, Toby, at 130 grand a week." It, it is still there, but it's now 110. Yeah, <laughs> I, I no, think it's that, that sort of thing. Yeah, isn't it? it's yeah. that sort of thing. But but going back to the Mourinho thing, I think that that Mourinho would have had them conversations to say y- y- you need to give me. I think part of this rebuild isn't under under Pochino different, but under Mourinho, I think part of the rebuild is re-sign these players that are thirty uh, odd. Because because he loves them players. You know, we're talking about um, I can't say the names of these players, but Kabali. Kulabali. Kulabali, yeah. right? Kulabali. 120 million. <laughs> Do me a favour. No way is Levy going to buy a 27 year old, 28 year old for 120 million. It's just not going to happen. So, mm. so you have to work with what he's got in there, and that is the Toby and the, uh, and, and the Yans. And again, let me just be brutally clear both of them are contract rebels in my mind because they're there. But if they both re signed, Absolutely fantastic in terms of what they play. That that is, I've I've never said they're bad players. I've never. I've always been consistent. But they do not play for me because they're not signed a contract. They're not committed to my football club. I think the, the other thing I would say about the January window that people have to be aware of is that for the Champions League, you can only make three changes. Oh, for sure, really? it's this homegrown players, thing, right? You sign six. No, regardless of the homegrown, you've got seventeen non-homegrown slots. So if you got rid of Ericsson and Toby and Rose, for instance, in January, you can sign to replace them. But if you then flogged two or three others, that's an empty spot. You can only make three changes. To that I don't think Tottenham are going to be doing a lot of flogging in January, though, are they? Do you think, they'll 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 I think that's what we would like? I think to, they'll, they'll try to chase. I think they'll try and get one yard out. They'll try and get Ericsson. Maybe they'll try and get Rose. Uh, again, it depends on what the futures are on Vertonghen do, do, do and Alvaro. Do you Alvaro. cut your losses? I mean, do, do, oh yeah, do, do, oh Lee, so definitely. I think Jason spot on what who he said about a month ago. Well, Ericsson, I cut my losses on Danny Rose. I would to some degree. I know they've so still got a long-term contract. I don't but think of Ericsson as cutting your losses. Well, he's not playing well, is it? He's not playing for us at the moment. He's going to go for nothing. Mm. Anyway. You get nothing. You save his wages for six months. He's, uh, you know, if he gets injured, you ain't got his medical bills or anything like that. Just. You know, the, to me, you're not losing anything mm. by getting rid of him. Well, mm. let me ask this next question because it kind of brings us on to what we're already talking about. This question from Jay Knight. Uh, Bayern Munich really exposed how poor our defensive backs are. KPW was manhandled. Rose was terrible, which meant the midfield was busy covering them instead of controlling the midfield. Who are the players that we can sell in January? Which ones will go and who needs to go? Now we're all stumped. We've just talked about yeah, it. I mean, it's like a car boats out Spurs, isn't it? In the well, January, I just January, think also, this is your world, Rick. Come on, who are we tra- selling? We're also trying to sell players that haven't been playing that well when they've been given the opportunity. I mean, Ericsson, Wanyama, Wanyama, as we know, he, he, it's very hard. If a player doesn't want to go, as we've seen Danny Rose has come out and said, I'm not leaving, you can't force them out. You can get them on loan, though. Maybe that. Maybe Does that's that the way to go. Because they kind of still stay on the. Mm. On no, but they do. But at least they're not in and around a football club every day. You know, bringing them down. You know, it's it's that old thing. Oh, I'll meet you at the water cooler, and they, oh, you all right? Oh, you, do you want a coffee or do you want a water? And it's like, oh yeah. Do you know what? He's all right, monkey. Isn't he that guy's all. He did this or he did that. Yeah, you know I mean, and all of a sudden it's just negativity coming yeah, back through, yeah. and you just don't know, do you? 
I, I just think already Spurs would you'd like to think have some kind of plan in place of who they want to let go. Whether the players will allow that to happen is another question because I think in the summer we know Pochettino was very was very keen to let players go. And that was the whole point of how the rebuild failed to some degree because we couldn't get the players out. It's just that bad egg thing, isn't it? If you if you've got one or two people, and I'm not saying that they are, you know, I'm not saying Christian Eriksen's, you know, talking around the water cooler or whatever. I'm not saying that Danny's doing that, but but it only takes one or two, and that little doubt creeped in their minds, and you know, and it might affect a performance. It's a team game, isn't it? I've always said that. I don't think any of them are bad eggs apart from one player who's as toxic as anything. But that's because probably he's bitter at. Daniel Levy rather than at mm. the football uh, the, as a player or as a, any manager I think there's you, you see his comments today when he said about Mourinho well he's not in control or something like that he snapped at the press last night which clearly says that it's the man upstairs again, and I yeah. think it's another pop at Daniel Levy and the fact he says I'll stay here till the end is, is more a pop at him but other than that I don't think Christian Eriksen or Toby or Jan Vertonghen are, are, are toxic in the dressing room or bad eggs in that way but I know what you mean. It's you've got to be focused on going forward, and you've got five players that perhaps haven't been focused on going forward with the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah really interesting. Uh, next question comes from Moni saying, "If you look at the squad as a whole, can we finally come to the conclusion that we are still very, very far away from winning any kind of trophy?" Yes. No. I no. I think I think with Mourinho. <laughs> no, I think Mourinho in charge that changes things. If I'm being honest with you, I don't. It's, I don't think the squad is good enough to win a Premier League. Um, but as we saw last, well, you know, shaking your head, Jace, we, this the majority of this squad got to a Champions League final last season. So I mean, I still think you know, stranger things have happened. You know, can he get? Can eleven players play well in a cup competition? Seven or eight games? Yes, they can. They can. This is football. Mm. Over thirty-eight games. Of course, this team isn't good enough to win a Premier League. Of course, they're not. We know that. But over a cup competition, seven or eight, nine games. Yeah, with Mourinho in charge, I do believe it. Yep. Yeah. But it doesn't get away from the what fact... What kind of cup competition? Champions League or FA Cup? Well, I think FA Cup, if I'm being more realistic. But then again, mm. you meet Man City in the final. Man City aren't playing that well at the moment. But you meet yeah. Liverpool at the moment. It's going to be tough. But you go, you've got a, you got a man in charge that is tactically so astute, as we saw in the Olympiacos game. You know, I won't criticise him too much for last night. Because again, he tried, as Lee said, it was, a, it was an exercise of playing players that hadn't really been given an opportunity. But I'm, I'm confident that we've got the right man in place to deliver the trophies. Whether he's long-term is another question. Jace, you disagree? Yeah, and people will know I'm I'm not Mourinho's biggest fan, and my my why I say we won't win a trophy actually isn't about any negativity to him. I think, as I've said before, there are so many flaws in this squad that he can't change. You are not going to get two good fullbacks without buying new fullbacks, and if we don't, we'll still be weak in those areas. We will still get overrun in midfield and things like that. So yes, if perhaps if we got the draw and it was. We don't have to play too many of the big sides, and Liverpool can knock City out, and Chelsea can knock Man United out. But I mean, let's be fair. Let's be fair. We haven't won even under Jose. We haven't won. We've won one away game this year. So if we're going to win the cup, we need to have all what six home games. As soon as we get an away draw, we'll be in trouble. So you know, and like I say, it's not an anti-Mourinho thing. Mm. That this squad needs changing, and until it changes, I don't think it's capable of winning anything. I think if you look at the Champions League, um, we're now in the knockout stages. So it's a pure cup competition. I think you look at the FA Cup, pure cup competition. Yep. Anything can happen. It's been see, it's been proven years after years. Definitely got uh, flaws in the squad, holes in the squad. 100% agree with that. But if we go away from home and don't lose in the Champions League and take them back to whoever we got, back to White Hart Lane, the, new, the top Knoxville Stadium, the new White Hart Lane, 
we've got a chance. And actually, in the Champions League knockout stages, two-legged affair, score an away goal, and even if you lose, you're still probably coming back with um, uh, back to the home game uh, with uh, with something that's um, that's positive. So. I see a lot on social media and, and a lot of people talking about, you know, who do we want, Valencia, or do we want Leipzig and, and, and whatever. I think these are the games that you want. I, bring, I don't want Juve or Barcelona, per se, because we've had them in recent times. And for me, Europe is all about experiencing new, new things and all that sort of stuff. So bring on like a PSG, uh, you know, fantastic uh, opportunity to go to their stadium, to bring them back to uh, to, to Tottenham as well. Um, and you just don't know what happens. I think in the FA Cup... You don't know, forget it, we're at home first. For, uh, yeah, we are at home first. That's, that is granted for, for sure. So it's, it's not going to be easy. But even if we had all of our first choice players in the world available to us and we bought them all it'd still be really difficult because yeah. yeah, that is elite sport so I, I'm a dreamer as you all know and I like, I like a dream but you know the reality is we're in it we, we've got to the point of um, knockout stages so anything can happen I think we've got the experience of getting through games with some of these players or most of these players like you said to get to a Champions League final that is a good building block right because we didn't have that last like, last year's run now we've got it and actually, from the FA Cup perspective, one thing's for sure, again, seeing them players last night, Jose Mourinho will not play a, uh, inverted commas, second string team for them FA Cup games. He won't. He'll play full strength. And that gives us an advantage because on our day, as we've just shown against Burnley, we can batter anyone. Absolutely strong words there from Lee. What do you make of it? There's still time for your say. There always is. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558 and we will get into more of your questions. Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joining the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. We're talking everything from the Bayern Munich game, the five-star performance against Burnley. Looking to that really big game with Wolves on the weekend. But we are still talking the Champions League because we don't care if it was not the greatest performance last night. We're through. It's cup competition. As Lee said, it's knockout games. And we know Jose knows a thing or two about those in Europe. Well, let's look towards which team you can draw 16 left they oh, say it's wow. the, the, the teams from the five big leagues for the first time ever really yeah uh, I, I got really excited then, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah really it's really. yeah, yeah. a stat that I know <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have it on your book uh, just quickly because that doesn't mean anything you know Lee you've already mentioned you want a team where you know Spurs haven't been there, you know, a new yeah, experience, I, I you know, think, PSG. I think, that's what, I think that's what Europe's all about. Oh, one of our own, Chris Cowling, he goes home and away every game. He goes to under-19s, under-23s. I think he's been to 158 games this year. We're only December. Um, uh, but but the point I'm making is that he 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 loves experiencing new yep. things and that's what it's all about with, you know, away games as well. And go, going back to the new camp, fantastic still. Going back to Juve, fantastic. But I want to go PSG. I want to go to new places. Valencia would be great because you know, oh, actually, we we might have a chance of beating them. But Spurs always come up, seem to uh, embrace the challenge rather than you know. If we go in as favourites, we almost play worse than if we go in as underdogs. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally so agree. Leipzig or Valencia would be the the. Yeah, you know, we got Ajax last year, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, you got a right touch of Ajax," but <laughs> look what happened. You know, yeah. it was yeah. so close to going out. So I, I do, I do think it is about um, experiencing new things. Absolutely. Well, just a quick rundown of those teams. Uh, I'm sure you all know when you've looked at the draw yourselves but it's Atalanta, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, you won't be able to draw them, obviously, Borussia Dortmund, 
Liverpool, Olympic, Lyon, PSG, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Munich, Juventus, RP Leipzig, City, Napoli, yourself uh, and Valencia. Mm. So I mean, who, can, We can draw Dortmund, I'm assuming. From what I'm led to believe, we've got Leipzig, no, we, no, no Leipzig, time, Valencia... Weren't Dortmund Leipzig. second in the you group? Can't, yeah, so you, you can't, can't, oh, sorry, can't yeah, get, yeah, you can yeah, only yeah, get yeah. the teams that yeah. won it's their five group. Five teams, and, isn't it, we can get? Yeah. 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 So it's Valencia, Valencia Leipzig, Leipzig Juve, Barcelona, Barcelona, Juve Paris. and Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So how that, Lord, do you think, Rick? Uh, for me, I mean, I sounds. I know after you said about embracing the trip. I mean, I would, <laughs> I would. I mean, I don't mind fa- facing Leipzig, but they've got really good that striker. They've got, as we know, uh, Hang- Hangland. Will he still be there? Will he still be there? It's a question mark. I mean, to be fair, Romunio in charge. I, I back myself over two legs, and also let's hope there'll be some magic in the window before that comes up. Who do you think, Jace? Le- Leipzig, I think, would be the the tie that suits us best. Yeah, but I'd I'd like PSG. Mm, I must admit. Someone new, yeah. PSG go there. Poch might be. You've got to, be you've got to beat. Think... You've got to beat them at some point, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. And look, it gives you confidence if you go yeah. there and win. All of a sudden, it gives you massive confidence. I mean, th- actually, if you look at PSG, their European pedigree isn't great. Is no, it? no, no, it's not. I was going to say terrible, but they're not. That's no. why they keep sacking their managers because they don't. <laughs> they don't care about their winning the league, the do they? They just really want the Champions League. They made a semi-final yet, have they? No, they, they need, they was 4-0 up to Barca, few, weren't yeah. they? Then yeah, they got done 5 in the second league. They did, they did. Unbelievable. Yeah, so Man United did them last year, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, Rashford penalty. It wasn't a great side, was it? No, for sure. So yeah, PSG then. I think Mourinho's even spoke about I think Mourinho's even said though, he said that, Segment's over. No one wanted, no one wanted to draw Tottenham. He made that point very clear and I think he knows as well. He backs himself. He would have looked at this group of players and he knows exactly who he was taking on when he first got the job. I just think He'll, you know, he'll look to make changes. I think a big part of that comment was he knows he will make some changes yeah, in January. Of course, he knows that side will look different, and that's mm. that's a good thing in a way. But I just don't know in January how much you can change when January is a window Three where players what coming that's the in maximum you can Co- change. I think coming in. Oh, you mean yeah. in terms of the Champions League? Yeah. What, what, what do you actually think he will? I mean, come on, you're the transfer man, Rick. What, what, no, you are. Yeah. What, what do you actually think Lee, will Lee, happen? He's not the transfer. No, man. he is. He gets, he gets 95 percent of the stories completely well, you say, wrong. You say, no, I no. Get them. Yeah, I but that five percent, that five percent, he's being kind of 95 percent. Do you generally think that we, you know, who do you think we will buy in January? Because like, I, I think we will definitely purchase somebody. Yeah, I think it says who we will buy. I think we've got like to look at... What position? Sorry, not who, well, I, but I what think, position I think do you think? definitely <laughs> right back and left back, potentially. I well, think can, I, can I get on that? Because you've had a, another question in this yeah. time from WhatsApp saying, uh, really enjoying the show, lads. For me, if we're talking about who we need to buy, the priority has to be full-backs. You've mentioned all the yeah, positions yeah. we need. It, yeah. Who do we go and sign in January in terms of position? Which is the key one? And, and you're saying it there as well. Everyone is saying if the first position yeah, has full. to be that one. Yeah, 100%. I think... They like, like the, they like the look of Yusuf Attal, but obviously he's out now long term. I love it. They he, like the look of. He's, he's no, got the sauces. They no, like the look well, of. No, he's, he's out. For, he's out. <laughs> Brown sauce and tomato sauce. <laughs> no, he's, out, he's out for a while. I mean, uh, listen, Mourinho, the great thing about him is the, the kind of calibre of head coach we've got. He will be able to attract top, top players. And I think, as Jason said, when he, look, when he looked at this job, he already had an eye of who he could potentially look to bring with him, I think. How yeah, perfect. Kulibay is at what, Napoli, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, but his release so, fee is so, no, ridiculous. But, no, right? Even if you sign him in January, he can't play no. in the Champions League. No, no, no. no. Yeah. But how, then, how awesome would Wan-Bissaka look in, in, a, in a Mourinho type side? Well, As a right back, Jace. Also, on Kulabali, what you've got on what you've got to Kulabali, what you've got to think also think about is that 
if he's buying players now, same as what you was always wanting Tottenham to do is they're transitioning ahead of next season. Yeah, you've got to do that. So I think you know, players coming in January will be also a long-term vision to next season because I do genuinely believe that he will look next season and he will believe because he's a winner. He wants to try and challenge for the Premier League. Yeah. Not that he can yeah. win it, yeah. but he'll want to challenge for it. I think he believes he can win, win it. Something I think he believes he can win it next year. I think the Premier League. I do think he's desperate yeah, to win something this season because if he, if he puts one trophy, you know, in the bag already for us with fans, he's going to be given time. Not that he's under desperate pressure because anyway, we've got the most successful manager in the world. Tottenham, I think, as a, as a whole, for us to be able to trap this man, you have to give him time. I think. Absolutely. I know you said uh, you'd like PSG. You know, obviously their record, their European pedigree, mm. a new experience. Who do you think Spurs will get? Because it's not always the way. You know, you just sometimes you go into a draw and you go, "We're definitely going to get them." It's just always written. My gut is we'll get Juve. Really, oh, my, my, my feeling is Juve. My gut is we'll get Juve. <laughs> it's the same thing, mate. I agree. I, I, think, I, it think, will be. I think Spurs are going to get Valencia. The Barla links to all of the stuff. Yeah. The stuff that we've played had in at the past. Wembley. Yeah. Ronaldo yeah. up against Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. Ronaldo up against Mourinho. It, get, it gets reunion. announced that Eriksson's going there. Oh, it's God. just crazy, isn't it? I think it could happen. Uh, strange things, you know. Strange things do happen in football, but I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Ronaldo, like I said, the reunion with with uh, with Mourinho, and you know the game we had against Juve. You know, where they obviously Massive. done us over in the Champions League. It would be all tied up, wouldn't it, for Marina to go back. Say, and also, if we could win that fixture. It's happening, isn't it? Like, it, is, it is my gut feeling as well. I agree it's Tottenham, isn't it? These, these kind of things do happen to us. Yeah, unbelievable, though. Those five teams, PSG, Juventus, Barcelona, Leipzig and Valencia, mm. we will know uh, It's next week, isn't it? Is it Monday? Monday I believe. Yeah, yeah, Monday. Monday. So we'll yeah. be here next week. We can we talk about the draw. Yes. And, and it's important, sorry, sorry to no, interrupt you, but it's important that Jay said as well, we are definitely playing the, a home leg first and have to go away second, which again is always tough. So it's, it's what we mm. faced last time. Mm. Uh, obviously, we played Man City in the quarterfinals first, didn't we? And then and go away so come on you Spurs yeah, we can I think, do this I think we should talk about it. it's a good point because some people really uh, prefer to be away first you know, mm, the away I do, goals don't you I well, do the only thing is we did all three last Dortmund was home first it was City was home first Ajax was home first well, maybe it, it, it works was. in Spurs' favour. Let's Come maybe we can have a good conversation about that. Still, there is an hour to go. This hasn't been the last word on Spurs. We're going to be here for another hour. So get your calls and your questions in on the show. Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs fan show. I've just dropped him on the chair. (laughs) You are listening to the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I've got no control. I never have no control. Seven to nine is the Spurs takeover. That's why they're not even listening. They're not concentrating. What are you doing? He's good. Where's Ricky? Hold up, hold up. Well, I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. Ricky's currently, I don't know what's going on. It's like a scene from The Borrowers. Ricky's sitting in the office below, and he got yeah. the Oh, he's back. He's oh, he's back. back. He's well back done. with well us. Done. That was more time of the game last night. Unbelievable. Game. Well, we're talking everything from that game last night, the game from the weekend, looking towards Wolves, and more importantly, taking your calls, taking your questions, putting them to the team. And we've got one into the studio right now because it is the legendary, it is the tradition, Adrian's Corner. Adrian, thank you so much for calling into the studio tonight. I know you want to talk a little bit about the Champions League. Yeah, well, re- with regard to last night's game, I think the only bright spots really were Gazaniga, Foyt and uh, Alderweireld, to be honest with you. 
The others really failed to make an impact, although Sessegnon got a nice goal. But onto the draw, I'm not bothered who we get. I mean, like, away from home, actually. People talked about away from home here. I mean, some of our best performances have been away from home. You can it's go true. back to Milan, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Dortmund, you know, Ajax, Man City. I mean, and Lucas loves an away goal. He does like an away goal, doesn't he? Champions League goal at home at all, did he? So, uh, as long as we can keep the defence tight, like when we played away at Dortmund, and you know, I, th- I think we got a good chance of progressing in this tournament. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I like it. I mean, I think that actually, when you say it rolling off like that, you don't you you realise you put it all together and you think, yeah, actually, away from home we have done pretty well. I mean, I think yeah, Jace just said before the break as well. Um, you know, a lot of our Champions League run last year was home first and away second. So maybe it is a bit of a myth. Like, like, like you said, we have got some uh, some really good performances away from home. And I think you make an interesting point there again, Adrian, about Lucas, because he does seem to play better in, in an away format in the Champions League. He kind of comes alive, doesn't he, Jason? Yeah, I think he, he plays better when there's space for him to run into. Yeah, for sure. Which, which perhaps in home legs or with some of the other teams... That you don't get that space, but um, you know, like I say, for me, the, the flaws in this team it's it's a bit different to last year because you know Gazaniga's in goal. Mm. All right, I thought Gazaniga actually was one of the few last night. That kind of great, did, did yeah, yeah. Through, Adrian but, said that, yeah. But for me, yeah. does Gazaniga look the type of keeper you you hang your shirt on and expect to go all the way? Probably not. It's it's difficult until he makes those changes for me. Adrian, I'm sorry, Rick. Adrian, can I just ask you? You mentioned Foyt there as well as uh, somebody who was a bit of a shining light yesterday. And there's a couple of rumblings coming out again, uh, based on a good, obviously, good friend of the show, Alistair Gold, as well, about potentially playing him as a central uh, defensive midfielder. What, what's your thoughts on that, Adrian? He's, t- he's got he's got all the ability to do that. His technique on the ball. He's five foot ten. I. Eh? He gives you height there as well, doesn't he? Mm. So we need. That midfield's got to be sorted, that pairing, or whether it's a three or a two, because, yeah. like... But Jose's got two months to sort this out before we play in the Champions League. Obviously, it's got to be sorted out for league games, you know, depending on the opposition. It's The, the full-backs, to me, are the biggest issue. I mean, like, Walker-Peters was fault for the first goal, so I don't think he's got much of a future. He needs to go out on loan. Rose, again, another header, funnily enough, went, went wonky, didn't it? And that conceded a goal, you know, and, like... Uh, Fred was coming across to cover for Walker Peters as well. So, and like we, we, I don't think the mentality was right anyway. We knew we was through. I mean, how do you approach a game like that? You know, you don't want to get injured, do you? You know, so like, uh, so coming away with three-one, you know, you take it, didn't you? It's a meaningless mm. match, really. Adrian, where do you reckon Session will end up in terms of positional-wise at Spurs? He took his goal very well, has to be said. I think he played really, really well during the game, and I think at the end of it when he was... First half. Yeah, first yeah, half. First, I think off. first half, maybe second half, kind of faded off. But I mean, even after the game, when he was told he was the youngest player to score for Spurs in the Champions League, that beaming smile of his, he seemed really, really uh, flattered by that. I mean, what do you think the long-term future holds for Cessy Young? Well, at the moment, he's looking, he's looking like a left-winger, isn't he? Or, or you might you see him as a left back. I mean, we haven't really seen enough of him. I mean, even looking at younger videos of him, you can't really gain much from that. I mean, <clears throat> he, he may he may possibly be a, be a left back. I mean, be able to do the job. I mean, I don't know to be honest with you. But at the moment, looking on yesterday, you'd see him as a as a left back who can put a who will get assists and put good crosses into the box and get a few goals. So to me, you know. Perhaps we just get rid of Jack Clark. 
<laughs> Adrian, we always appreciate you Cheers, calling Adrian. into the show and being a part of the show. Adrian's corner there. Adrian from Edmonton giving us a little bit of time. Well, we've looked at the Bayern Munich at Lee. I was going to say, yeah. Joe, just just quickly on that, just before we move on from my session, one of the things that I was is actually quite surprised about seeing him playing, you know, yesterday was his physique. I thought he was quite big. He looked like, a bit like, bulky. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I agree. In a, in a positive way, mm. not like it, it. I think his height was quite big. I think you know he he was a uh, he, he he surprised me because when were, people say oh he's a young kid, he, he, I think do you mean it in that sense because he's young, he's still got he, yeah. He, but he, even even as a if you look at our fullbacks, you know, Kieran Trippier is small, Ure uh, 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 small. Danny Rose small, you know, and then you look at like maybe a Ben Davis is a, a little bit bigger, which is why he can come in across and play uh, as a centre back as well. And Session had that about him; he was a bigger, like a taller guy. I thought I didn't expect. I don't know. I just like you say, like he's a he's a young kid, so you just think he's going to be small. Mm. But he, he was. I thought he had some physicality about him, which was the positive. Bit, the bit I thought was just how quick he looked. Yeah, there was a, there was a was ball rapid right in the the fullback in that. I think that was his very first run, and he just burnt past him. Didn't he did, he? And, yeah. And that's that's what surprised me most was was just how quick he looked. I, I think the Foyth one's interestingly. You brought it up that maybe he does look at Foyth as more of a central defender as opposed to a right back, and I just wonder whether that's maybe an option he looks at long term. That you brought up the, the, the issue. The issue with our centre back pairings, regardless of contract rebels and that sort of stuff, is is always and Jason's brought this up so many times. It's the left sided centre back. Mm. You know that's why you know Aki's talking about at the moment. We're not being mentioned by the way, but it's Chelsea and whatever. But Man City are even looking at him. But because he's a homegrown, he counts as a homegrown, and he's a left sided centre back, and he's and he's a good player. Mm. And and that's the thing with Jan Vertonghen. That's the thing with Davis. I'm absolutely adamant why Ben Davis is a really good professional, but he got that contract because also he can play centre-back, he can play in a free, mm. and he can play as a left-back because it gives you so much option. It wouldn't surprise me, just going back to the Cessnion thing, that Adrian says about where we might be on the left wing, wouldn't surprise me if he plays him on the right wing. Do you see, do you see where I'm coming from? He played a lot there for Fulham, cutting in on that left foot, using that pace, dropping Lucas yeah. when he can't be bothered to run or coming in as an impact player, keeping Son on the left, Delhi. Um, behind Kane and then having Sessignon coming on that right or a substitute for Lucas. Do you see what I mean? On that side, maybe cutting in and bending one of them be- with his beautiful left foot. So we'll have to see how that progresses. But I do think he fancies him. Well, it's, it's interesting you, you mentioned Foyth because we've had a tweet into the studio uh, this time from Martin saying, the problem with Dyer, when we play top teams, he can't cover the ground quick enough, doesn't oh, have the speed. Agree. Yeah, 100%. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, the next line is, so I'd like to see Foyth get a run as defensive midfielder. Mm, you, I mean, what do you see of that? Well, just on the Dyer point, I found it interesting. Some of his stats from last night, you know, 64%. Of his 25 passes were completed, lost possession 12 times, just won one of five ground duels, and then zero out of two aerial duels, and made one tackle and just two interceptions. You know, you want more from a player. And I totally understand some feel out there, you know, the more games he's going to get, he's going to improve. I don't think so, Eric Dyer. I think we've already seen the best of him. And I think Marino's just using him for the moment because he's as close as to what he can get. Whether he looks at, you know, a, a, listen, I'm not, not that I want them, a Fellaini type character. Or, That's you know, twice a, now, a but I've mentioned it, and they, oh no, and now you've gone full Matic as well. Oh, oh no, you've done, you've gone you the full. Know, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. Oh, no. I'm, not, no, oh, I'm no. not saying. Just to be really clear, I'm not saying those players, but players That's in that. Oh, it's nearly at Christmas for like Halloween. No, I mean, honestly, I think players in that style, not those specific players, but I think he has a clear I identity. Think there's a big difference between Fellaini and Matic style, though. 
Yeah, but I think there's a clear identity of the kind of midfielder he would want in an ideal no, world. I, I think they're two entirely different players. That style of player. I don't think Fellaini's just a, mm. somebody who sits in front of the back four. Do you know what's bizarre, though? In the summer, when we signed on Dembele, we were all under this assumption that, oh, we've yeah. completed our midfield. And now suddenly, out of nowhere, we all seem to feel that we need another defensive midfielder. Uh, it he was back, seen as the missing piece, wasn't he? Well, almost. that's what we thought. Mm. It goes back to the point what the, this man to my right said a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, is that central midfield is the problem. It is that, it's, the, it's not the attacking part of the pitch. It's the defensive part of the midfield engine, which is the problem. And the Wanyamas and the Dyers and the Winks and the Sissokos and the Ndombele's partnerships... They haven't worked. No, worked. We've lost. We've lost thirteen games in the Premier League last year, and predominantly the midfield partnership yeah. was Winks and Sissoko. Now here's the thing: Sissoko was our player of the season last year, club's player of the season last year. But them two, predominantly in the midfield pairing, lost thirteen games in the Premier League. So it's a problem. And and I go back to the chopping changing that Pochino used to do all the time with our back four, back five, which is also a problem. But if you haven't got anyone protecting that. Mourinho's style of play is absolutely clear for everybody to see. You back six or seven, defend. Yep. And you front four, go and do your business. Mm-hmm. You go and attack. That is yeah, clear as day what he what he plays like. And and actually, you have a lopsided back four because one will bomb and one will stay. And typically, at the moment, he's using Jan Vertonghen to stay and Serge Aurier to go because Aurier can't defend and, and obviously Vertonghen can. Mm. Well, it gives us an opportunity to be able to move that into a back three almost, mm. um, you know, with, with the ball, without the ball. But he clearly says, you front four, you go play, you go do your business, get further up the pitch. When we get the ball, look forward, go make runs. That's why we're battering teams, four and fives and threes, whatever since Jose's come. The problem is at the other end as well. And that's the bit that he's got to sort out. And that's why it's a challenge. That's why we love football. That's why it's a matter of opinion. But I don't know what he's going to do with the players that he's got. That lopsidedness can work playing Burnley at home. But you saw at Old Trafford. Yeah, it's not going to... That's hard to play. And you go to walls like that. It won't work. You can't mm. be lopsided all the time. You've got to have balance in that side. And we saw it at Old Trafford. Sissoko constantly getting dragged to fill in for Oria, which left you with one in midfield, Winks having to play against two or three people. And it's it's difficult to do that all the time. Would you... Would you? And then this is, this is not a dig about parking the bus thing, because Jose has definitely not done that since he's been there so far. But... In the Wolves away game, would you park the bus? I mean, have we even got the, the no. defenders to do it, the players to do it? I'm talking about a Dortmund away-esque performance. Do you get what I mean? Because on the counter-attack, we are devastating. That pace going forward, Son, Mora, Deli Alli on form, Kane springing, but spraying balls around, we're devastating. But it's I think the going the other way that worries me. Respect, though. Yeah, I think it's a game we should be going to to take the game to them. Yeah, massively. Yeah. I'm not saying that we won't take the game to him, but I'm, what I'm saying is that we've got, we've got to keep mm. a clean. Yeah. Got to I mean, keep it Burnley, tight. But like, to be fair... Burnley could have scored at 2-0. <laughs> yeah, with that exactly. Chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a great bar, chance. They had another chance that mm. went wide. And another time, Wood. we're still giving away chances. If Barnes was playing up top, no offence to Rodriguez, but if Barnes was playing up top with Wood, I think that would have been a different result. Really? But yeah, because they, them two are brilliant. Them two, Barnes and Wood up front mm. together, they, they give you a torrid they time. They really, they're a massive, massive problem. So, it's, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that we play badly. Uh, mate, I'm I'm a bit negative here now tonight, I, I think. But oh, no, no, you've I'm not been dreaming lately. No, no, no. <laughs> I just, it, no because there you is, told me you've got to have a dream. <laughs> there, there's always dreams. But I think there is there is, there is is a sense of, I, I would actually be, 
I was asked on the pod on Monday, like um, on Sunday, sorry, what would uh, what was most pleasing about the five nil result, and I said clean sheet because I I want clean sheet. I'm passionate about clean mm. sheets. I'm a defender. Not that I can play football anymore. Certainly, I couldn't play when I could play. You know what I mean, <laughs> but but I was a defender, and I want I want to see my team be passionate about not conceding a goal. Do you get what I mean? And, and defending properly and we just can't do that at the moment absolutely well Martin who, who just tweeted he's clearly listening because he's tweeted again he said thanks for answering the question it is apparent that KWP needs a move out on loan for games to get his game time also we need to upgrade the, uh, the fullbacks improve our defensive mid- midfield options if we're not going to try it f- uh, fourth there but he says Ricky no, 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 no to Matic and Fellaini. No, I'm not, I'm not saying this. Rick re- just re- I think Rick, in fairness, wasn't no, saying... I know. No, I'm I'm just reading... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be very clear, I don't want... <laughs> I, just to be very clear, I do not want Matic or Fellaini at my football club. I do not want them, but I think Mourinho's going for mm. that style of player. I think he's looking but, for that style. Do, do, before January transfer window opens, which you'll be able to obviously tell oh. us when it is January 1st at whatever time, we have got to play some massive games in the Premier League to get us into contention at top four. Now, off air, Jason, I was just talking about, you know, have we got it in us to be able to win uh, 18 games or whatever the, of the next 23? And that, that's up to for, uh, up for debate. But what's for sure, what's sure is that we always, or typically over the last five years, had a brilliant Christmas period. And we go into that Christmas period starting, in my opinion, on Wolves mm. away. And then we've got Chelsea. And then we've got some very winnable games. We've got Southampton. We've got Norwich. Yep. You know, you're looking at the table. I know Jason's going to cane me for going, oh, don't, you know, think about predictions. But, and it's so difficult to predict but the point being is if we kick off our FA Cup further and tie against Middlesbrough away and we've taken a good 15-18 points out of that lot we're, we're in the mix so regardless of Fellaini and this that and the other coming in what can we do now to make sure that we get them points because that's Jose's job right now isn't it well Jace before you answer what can Spurs do now to get those points I'm going to give you I'm going to stick up for you I'm going to give you a little bit of thinking time because we're going to answer that and I want to know what you think at home tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558 Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs, the crazy train, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. We were just talking about the Bayern Munich game, answering your questions, answering your tweets, hearing your calls, looking towards the game with Wolves on the weekend, which is a super clash. Jace, Lee put a question towards you just before we crucially went away. What do you make of it? I don't know what you can do at the moment because... That, that we've still got dodgy fullbacks and mm. we've got a midfield balance that doesn't quite work. And until he gets to January, I think it's it's really difficult for him to make the changes he needs to do. None of us, let's be fair, none of us can honestly sit here and say that if he picks Winks and Dombele, if he picks and Dombele Sissoko, if he picks Sissoko Dyer, yep. none of us can sit there and honestly say that's the partnership that's going to work in that game. It's... Mm. It's it's hit and miss all the time, isn't it? Mm, and then they true. play they they have a good spell in a game, but then they have twenty minutes where we're getting overrun in a game, and, and it doesn't seem to matter which one he picks. So what? I honestly don't know. I think all we can say is Kane, Son, Delhi, they're in the team. Probably Toby and Yan is in the team. From there on in. Yeah, it's going to be a really busy period over Christmas. We said we wanted your calls tonight, 0208 70 20 558, and that's what you've done. This time, Brock calling all the way from Ohio in the United States. Brock, really appreciate you calling us. You want to talk about uh, that performance last night in Munich? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Brock? Brock? You all right? Yeah, doing well. Hey, um, yeah, so start off with a positive. I mean, I'm buzzing for uh, Ryan Sessegnon. Um 
you know, I remember the first interview he ever did for the club, and I fell in love with him immediately. Uh, just seems like a really well-spoken guy, um, driven, and um, and he, I think he showed that last night. Um, however, I think the performance from our fullbacks was, you know, partially what let us down, other than the game being dead rubber, of course. But, um, you know, Danny Rose, especially for me, was really poor. Um, he got spun inside out by Gnabry on the second goal, I think it was. Um, and, you know, I saw a lot of people that I, and I won't name names, but I saw a lot of people that were on the, the don't sell Danny Rose train in August and they were all, you know, livid with him. Oh, God, Jason. So. Oh, Brock, we might get in devil's He was Jason awful, Woody Book. He was absolutely awful. Just for one thing, and I will defend Danny Rose for one thing. What? In fairness. Unbelievable. In fairness, Serge Gnabry has been turning fullbacks in week in, week out, whoever the fullback's been. So I, you know, I shouldn't think Danny Rose did any worse. I mean, let's be fair, Oria had a horrendous game against him uh, at White Hart Lane. But what's, Gnabry's got, what, 13 in 13 for Germany. Yeah. So he's doing that to fullbacks every week, in fairness. He is, but he didn't turn him inside out, per yeah. se, did he? It was a header that went against him. That was, again, his basic defending. Like, just header over your own goal and put it out for a corner don't head it to the to the fella that is turning defences inside out go on Brock Brock let me ask you as quickly as we've got you here um, Eric Dyer for you do you think long term he's good enough for Tottenham where Mourinho wants to take this Spurs side yeah I agree Brock I, I don't think he's, he's, he's got <laughs> Brock are you there you there Brock yes yes I'm here oh, sorry. sorry we thought we lost you there Brock R- Ricky just put a question do you think uh, Dyer's got much of a future Eric Dyer um, you know I the thing that I like about him, right, is he's very versatile. I mean, he's a guy who can play in holding midfield, can play center back for us, and I believe in his youth he played it right back as well. Um, but the performances he's put in, I mean, it seems like he can't even string a pass together that's five yards away from him. So it's one of those things where I don't know if he's lacking sharpness, confidence. Um, but, you know, as it stands, uh, I think just – so far with how much Mourinho coveted him when he was at Manchester United. I think he'll make it at least to the summer, of course, but um, after that, I'm really not sure. Yeah, his, his passing was... was I mean, I, I want him to, to, to get the game time in his legs and, and stick around, but he his passing yesterday was poor, for sure. Brutal, yeah. Thanks, Brock. Thank, good to talk to you, buddy. Thank Brock, you so much. Brock, we really appreciate you calling. Uh, Ricky, you said no, Matic, no to Fellaini. Uh, there is a thing, though, that when a new manager comes in, they make the signings that, that they've, players they've worked with before because they know the system. They can get that across to the players, and I know I can trust them to, you know, work in the trenches and, and, and you know, relay that message. You know, even if it is a short-term, Fellaini for six months, Magic. Do you understand what I mean? China, when, though, he's got a lot of money out there. I think he's on a ridiculous no, money. Right, let's take maybe yeah. not those names, but yeah. we see managers sign their former Hopefully players because they know back. He was at the stadium at the weekend. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's signing him back. Taking one leg... Take yeah. Moussa Dembele back on one leg. I mean, I think that's one of the players that we've found very, very hard to replace, isn't it? Moussa Dembele when he was in his pomp. I think a lot is made of just of just that that kind of player we're missing. Uh, definitely missing a Moussa Dembele type player. But they're expensive to get in this day and age, aren't they? Let's just be realistic about it. And there's well, not too many of them about. We've just spent sixty-five million pounds on one. When is this bloke going to be fit to play? It's crazy. It's isn't disgusting. It's just not. He's just not fit. Is it's he? It's disgusting that he is still not. Did you go fit that strong, Jace? Disgu- yeah, it is. Yeah, because he's been there six months, and it's time he got himself fit. He looks permanently tired mm. after ten or Good fifteen save. minutes. He does. 
He does, and, 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 it, and he looks like he's going to fall over. Sixty-five million pounds on one of Europe's top players. Does it not just sometimes take a season to adjust? Yeah, it takes a season to adjust, but but we're talking about basic fitness levels. He wasn't fit to play against Burnley. Why not? He came on at Man United and he's unfit for the weekend again. You know, £65 million we've spent to replacement. And I'm not expecting him to do it week in, week out. Yep. But I think we're entitled to have seen a little bit more from him than we have done. No, I think, that's I fair. think we will do in time. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Mm. But it's taken a hell of a long time to see something, isn't it? No, I agree. I think it's taken a lot longer than what we expected to. I mean, I think that's the hard thing again at the weekend. You would think... For what you've seen in glimpses, you want to see him play, but you just know at the moment he can't last 90 minutes. Mm. It's interesting. Why, why can't he, though? I mean, because Jace raises a good point. You know, all excited for his arrival and, you know, you know the pre-season that he had and he needed to get up to speed with the Premier League. But we're in December and he and he still can't last 90 minutes. He, you know, you would have thought they would have put him it's on a programme. He can't last 90 minutes. He can't last the 90 minutes and then he can't play on the Saturday. Because mm. the, the hour... He can't do two games in a week. We heard that, oh, he was going on a programme. Yeah, 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 but training? he's still not is up he, to is speed. Is he training, like? What's he actually doing? It's like... It's like he, even he was, even Ledley didn't train, had the dodgy knee, and then he'd still rock up and played 90 minutes against Liverpool and put a man in the match in. Like, why didn't Dembele be able to do this? I think somebody said he only missed two games for Leon. So he was Amazing. playing week... I know it's a different it's league. A diff- it's a different league, yeah. But, so he wasn't getting all these niggles and things like that. What is going wrong with his No, fitness? I mean, just interesting. I know we got a listener question in which I typed up earlier, and it was about which player do we think at the moment, isn't going to make it under Mourinho. And I'm not sure it was. It's a great question coming in. I worry for a player like maybe Harry Winks. I don't. You don't think he'll be all right, Harry Winks? You think he'll long-term be in Mourinho's plans? <laughs> if you look at it, you've you got to think. They, they want to be in Europe. You have to have four club homegrown players. Uh, Is Harry uh, Winks amongst their four best club homegrown yeah, players? So 100%, yeah, so yeah. 100%. And if you sell Harry Winks, who's going to take that spot? So I think that, I see from that kind of yeah. protects him yep. a little bit. If he was a foreign player, mm. entirely different. But as a club homegrown, you've got to have four. He stays, for sure. Mm. It's a great point. It's interesting. Uh, we've had another call into the studio, and there's something uh, in the water at the minute because we've had another call, this time from the United States again. Adam, thank you so much for calling. You, we're going to look at the game with Wolves on the weekend, but I know you want to talk about that as well. Yeah, hi, guys. How are you doing today? How are you getting on, hi, Adam? Adam? You all right, buddy? Um, I'm good. I'm looking forward to the game because I think um, I think it'll be a good test of where we are. Wolves have a really good team. I've been very impressed with them in general this year. Yeah. Um, last year. So yeah. I think that yeah. Uh, yeah. after after yesterday, I think probably Mourinho's uh, kind of figured out who his uh, either backups, bench players, uh, alternates, whatever you want to call it, are to a degree. So I think the lineup this week will be really uh, instructive. I think the only one that, that came through from with credit that he seemed to talk about was Foyth, but it'd be interesting to see if Foyth gets a start at the weekend because I still don't think he'll leave Sanchez and Toby and Yan out the side. So if he does pick Foyth, I hope he doesn't pick him at right back because I'm not so sure I, that is I the I think place. he's so seen something in him, Jason. Maybe he'll put him in midfield. Yeah, or midfield. What would you be yeah, your... The only thing that worries... I'm sorry. The only thing that worries me about Foyth in the centre of defence is his propensity to scare the heck out of me dribbling um he's good at it but maybe he would be better in midfield where if he messed it up there's someone behind him (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) lots of people lots of people in fairness last year said is it worth playing fourth in midfield i think it's something Mm. that 
probably we, we see it. And yet, you know, he's played for Argentina as a right back. And I certainly don't see him as a right back, that's for sure. Well, the good thing about right back is, once again, if you lose it, you probably have someone behind you. So maybe that's what their thinking was. I don't know if anyone has mentioned it because I haven't had a chance to listen. I'm sorry. But, jeez, uh, oh, Davies for Bayern. Good Lord, he looks like a beast. Quick. He was rapid, wasn't he? That challenge on Son was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, Son yeah, was, was about like, to pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah, And that's that's where I felt sorry for Walker-Peters. You know, to have Coleman and him coming. And I know Coleman went off. but Yeah, yeah. that was a weird injury, wasn't it? It was he hyperextended, which I've mm. done twice and broken my internal... What was, well, my, uh, you do that ACL. in here every week. Yeah, so <laughs> I, know, I do it in here. Yeah. Know, but yeah, that looked terrific. So hopefully he gets well soon. But yeah, I think uh, Davis was, was rapid, wasn't he? He was amazing. Just quickly, Adam, before we look at the Wolves game on the weekend, what is your score prediction? Um, I'm going 2-1 us. Yeah, that's, Come the, on, that's, that's the confidence you need. Obviously, Wolves on a uh, on an 11 unbeaten streak. Tough to beat a Molyneux. Adam, really appreciate you giving us time, especially calling all the way from the States there. Two calls from the States tonight. Absolutely brilliant. Adam and Brock. Well, we are going to look at that Wolves game next, and we'll also have Don Goodman joining us to give us the Wolves perspective. Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joining in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, uh, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. We are now going to turn our attentions to the game on the weekend. A Super Sunday clash with Wolves. There is still time to get in touch tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Well, it is Wolves. They are unbeaten in 11 games. We know Leicester 8 from 8, but Wolves have, have got a better record. Just a few more draws in there. People were saying they were struggling second season syndrome started their European pursuits very very early it was a slow start but Ricky they have come on very strong of late yeah they have done yeah I think we're facing someone facing a team of a really good manager in Inno Santos you know I think he's been linked with a lot of clubs as well there's no doubt about that he's a very very talented manager and I think Wolves are one of those clubs that they do like to face the big teams they're not scared Absolutely. of beating the big boys as we've seen in recent seasons and you know, even last season up at Molyneux we nearly Nearly ended up drawing the game from a really comfortable position. We're three 0 up, cruising. One fourth gave away a couple of penalties. I think it was one fourth, wasn't it? Or really bad. It was fourth, but Trippier assisted him, didn't he? Yeah, it? to be fair, he was very unlucky. To be fair, that he got the blame for those because Trippier was hugely involved and contributed to those penalties being given away. But I mean, it's a game that, in reality, I know we spoke about earlier. You know how Spurs should approach it. They should be going to win this game. That's no disrespect to Wolves. Wolves are a good team, good manager, but I think Tottenham have to be going to take the game to them. And I think whilst we said about the Man United game that, yes, it was a test Mourinho, you do expect him on this game to get the result, don't you? I don't expect him. You don't? No, I don't expect him to. Again, it's, it's not an anti-thing. Until I see this side go away and start performing, mm. then I don't expect them to go away and start performing. It, they've got to prove it to me that they are capable yeah. of but, going to a Premier League game away from home and doing it before I, think, I believe can, they'll yeah, do I think it. how can we expect to seriously finish in the top four if you're not winning these kind of games? Well, you talk about these kind of games. I mean, Wolves are a point ahead of us in the table. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. a position ahead of us in the table. Uh, they've let in less goals than us in the uh, in the league this season. And they've only lost two games all season in the league. We've lost five. What happens with Wolves is they draw a lot of games. Okay? So we've yep. won more games in them, but they've drawn a lot. So they, they don't tend to score a lot of goals um, either per game. So it's, it's, uh, Whereas we're scoring at least two per game. Uh, and under Jose, that's, that's obviously been inflated m- most recently as well. Our defence hasn't got that much better uh, under Jose, so I'm hoping that that, that will on the, on the weekend. And what worries me 
is Troyore versus a Danny Rose, for mm. example. He's a beast. Or, 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 oh even, or even a Jan Vertonghen, because Jan Vertonghen hasn't got pace to burn uh, as well. And my word, Troyore can run. So I'm worried about them almost on the, on the counter-attack on that side of things. But I agree, I do think we have to go and take the game to them. Mm. I think we've also got some amazing... Uh, our front four, um, or, or the top end of the pitch, looks very, very good. Kane's on fire, Ali's on fire, Son's on fire. It's a massive, massive test uh, for, for Tottenham Hotspur and, and actually could shape the next six, seven, eight weeks or so of how we perform, Jase. Do you not think? It's, it's a strange one because you know what I like. I always want us to play on the front foot. I always want us to attack the other side. And I think if we look at ourselves, we're a lot better side going forward than we are defending. But probably Wolves would also look at us and think, I hope they come at us because Wolves are, are excellent on that counter yeah, yeah. with Traore and people like that. So I think the best way to beat Wolves is going at them, but the biggest risk to losing to Wolves is going by going at them. At them. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the in-between that's thing. And that's why draw. I always say it's so difficult for, for, to criticise team setups and that. <clears> when, when you see the result in hindsight, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but sure. before the game, if you're going to try and go at Wolves, that's, that's for me how we should do it. I think, I think uh, for, for me, I absolutely agree. The best way for Tottenham, regardless of under Jose or under Potticino, uh, certainly over the last five, six years, is about playing on the front foot, high-pressing and attacking teams. Yep. Turning that ball over very quickly, up in the almost in their final third, and letting teams uh, hurt them. Or in behind them as well, with quick passing, one-two, quick passing, none of this backward sideways stuff, to be fair. And the thing is, and I, I know going along about, uh, a lot about trains, but we have to start on uh, the game on the weekend like a train. Yep. We have to go after them very quickly, get a bit, I don't want to say in their faces because it feels a bit aggressive, but you need to be in their faces yeah. and really say, look, we're here to, to have a game in. And, and that was what happened with Burnley, to go 2-0 up that quick against Burnley. That's what killed the game almost. And they did have opportunities. And mark my words, like you said, Jase, Wolves will have opportunities. But if we get in there, in their, in their faces and score early, gives us a real good opportunity, I think. Yeah, and just quickly, obviously, Wolves are in action tonight in the Europa League. They have already qualified. They do have a chance to get top spot, but they have completely rotated the side, uh, which means they do have that one eye on Tottenham because yeah, they are sure. qualified. Yeah, yeah. And you, I thought maybe they might play that strong side to get so they are the top seed, but they are looking at Spurs on Sunday, Jace. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me that they've done that. They've played a lot of games this year. Yeah. But I see somebody that they've played 11 games more than... Some Premier League sides or something. Well, their season started in July, didn't it? Because they had the Europa League qualifying. Yeah, Mm. were they in at least three of them Mm. or something? So it's it's a really tough one. They've they've made a really big impression on the Premier League in their eighteen months, haven't they? And particularly against the bigger sides at home, where they've been really strong. But again, I think, like we said, it's because the bigger teams will never go there and and sit. They'll take the game to Wolves. They were the first team that took points off a City last year, wasn't it? I think that was the first game. They beat him at the Etihad this year. They tore him apart. They tore him apart, didn't he? Yeah, it's interesting. My, my, I was just saying uh, in the break, my, my dad's a Wolves fan. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, not like if my dad's happy at the weekend for the football <laughs> results. I want Spurs to win. But, you know, it's interesting. I've been to Molyneux a few times. Uh, and it's a wonderful uh, traditional ground. I mean, I know there's been a lot of work done on that as well. But, you know, the atmosphere and they're is really great good. And, and they are. And, you know, they get behind them. And like 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 we've already said, you know, they, they've been a credit to the Premier League, to be fair. you If, if you were an alien coming in from out of space and looking at the Premier League, you wouldn't go, 
go, oh yeah, they would promote Cup season, no. though, would you? <laughs> they look really You just wouldn't think that, would yeah, you? Just really feel like they they should be there, and and rightly so. They have got the ground and uh, and the fan base and all that sort of stuff. And it's a tough, tough game. I think sometimes there's a there's a junction, isn't there, in your seasons and so on and so forth. I think this is another one. I think if we can come away with three points at the weekend, I think we go into that Christmas period. I think we're rocking them all. I think that train. So I think that train is is, is heading is rocking, on. Mate. I think it gets a little bit crazier. I think more more crazier is. Can you imagine an alien? The first thing he does when he gets to planet Earth and goes, I've got to get over to Molyneux because that's a Premier League side. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't told that they've just been promoted. Oh, what what's the first thing I want to do? Playboy manager, I've got to get over to that Molyneux. Unbelievable. <laughs> have a haircut. Have yeah. a haircut and get over yeah, it. Yeah, what yeah. an analogy. Uh, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Ricky, where can this game be won and lost? Because you know we mentioned the players they have. You know, Martinho, Ooh, Jota. Jimenez, you know, scoring goals. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's a threat, isn't he? To yeah. that back line where there are vun- uh, vulnerabilities for Spurs at the Yeah, minute. Lee just took the words literally Sorry, right by mouth. Fullbacks, no, he's spot on. I think that's where Tottenham can both lose it and win it. I think, especially lose it. And you look at Traore, the, the pace to burn. And I think this is going to be really, really interesting to see what Mourinho does. I I don't think he will play Sesson Young. I think he'll probably be on the bench. Um, despite the impact he made, obviously, in that game during a week. <sighs> I, um, pace for pace, pace does he play well, Sessegnon with a chore the, the thing is, is I don't isn't, know it's, isn't sometimes a way it's to it's like fighting fire with fire isn't it yeah but isn't sometimes a way to, to kind of combat their, their fullbacks or their attacking wing play mm. by pushing your and that Could sounds be. weird but isn't it sometimes fire a way to push, push your fullbacks forward yeah. I don't know I do think it's a fullback issue I think centre of the park like we've been talking about all evening I think the centre of the park is also there I think uh, I Martino I will play because Dyer played during the week again I don't know if will start this game what do you think Jace do you think he'll start I think he will I do is as well. he will? Yeah, I think he will I think he will mm. it, it's interesting we, we doesn't done... deserve to but I think he will mm, yeah mm. Well, I think we should get on to formation because, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. Lee mentioned it, you know, the players that may not, we may not yeah. see him in a Spurs shirt again. Well, what lineup will we see on the weekend? Before that, we done the Wolves fan show, obviously, last night and they obviously previewed the game and they said, they for us, they said, 11 game run, but it, it counts for nothing if we lose to Spurs on the weekend because no one talks back, oh, you lost to Spurs, but you, you had that 11 games, it doesn't mean anything. You know, for them, this is the sort of the real... Acid Isn't test. Also another yeah, test for yeah, them, right? Met, you know the, the yardage marker for them on the weekend. But I also feel like it's the same for Spurs. Totally you know, agree. we know West Ham was massive. Jose's yeah. first game and yeah. tearing apart Burnley and, and what's yeah. gone on. They've qualified for the Champions League. This is the test. It's mm. a way. It's what Jay said. I think for Spurs and Wolves, you're kind of in the same boat. There is that fair to say? Definitely, 100. percent Obviously, the Man United game was. The, some would say that's the first big test when you're mm. going back to you know the former club. I think that's the only advantage that, that we've got in this game. Yeah. Because, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, mm. but just interrupt because I think you're spot on. I think that the advantage that gives us is that he's already seen us go away to Man United, and, yeah. and uh, which was the big acid test, and, yeah, and we yeah. failed it. Yeah. He ain't going to fail another one, surely. No, I he? agree. I think you're, I think Lee's spot on. I think he will look to change the team up. I think also our approach. Joe, it's very funny. I'm going to go back to Pochettino for a second when he quoted and said he can tell if Tottenham are going to win or lose the game for sure, in, in the, the first minute. In the first minute. And Joe, it's funny. You sometimes when you see us play with Man United, for example, you can tell what Tottenham turn up because we don't really tend to show much difference that we do in the first five minutes. You can very much tell, can't you, Jace? Do you not agree to some yeah, degree? And, and that was the worry at Man United because mm. he was still in new manager bounce. Yeah. Mm. And I, 
I don't blame him necessarily for what happened at Old Trafford. The attitude those players showed and Sissoko saying we didn't follow the plan and Deli Ali saying they turned up arrogant. Why? No, exactly. It's three games. You've just beaten Bournemouth and West Ham and they turn up like that. <laughs> Not just and that. With our away record, worry. how can yeah. you turn up arrogant with our that, away record exactly. generally? Yeah. And that's my worry. He wasn't able to change that mentality when he really should have been able to do it at maximum impact. That's, yep. that's the worry for me. Yeah, hopefully no arrogant mentality on the weekend because Wolves, you know, no gimme there, that's for sure. Let's look at that selection headache that Josie will have then. What kind of lineup? What uh, what first 11 will we see? Well, can we start, go, can we go from front to back? Because I think that's easier. So we know Kane will play. We know Ali will play. I reckon Son will. Yeah, Rick, you guide it, whatever. Yeah, we'll go front <laughs> to back then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, do, we, do you think Mora will start? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, we're going to see me, Jason. Come on. I just... That was a good it's, idea. No, because <laughs> it lasted over two seconds. It, it makes us, me and Jason, are speechless because we're just so on the fence with Lucas. Right? Uh, 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 I saw your WhatsApp. To, yeah, in the WhatsApp chat I'm last just, night. I'm just like, I don't know what he offers. I, I think, I th- does he get enough assists that Jace talked about before? Does he lead the line? Does he like? People are going to shout at me now. And go, oh, hang on, a minute, he scored a hat trick against Huddersfield. Hat trick against Ajax. I know that, and he scored you know, a hat trick against Ajax. League. I know, I know. But, but, but again. But but again, he, does he offer enough? I, I, I'm does just he link not up convinced. enough? Also, yeah, the question. I'm just not I, convinced. I see the game against Burnley, and he and he, he did a shift certainly defending and pressing. But when we really were going at Burnley and looking good, all the neat intricate play was Son, the same. Was Son Kane. Ali Kane? Yeah. None of it was Lucas. And that's, maybe that's he stretches you. Maybe he stretches you yeah, by the, making the runs. It, you know? there's, there's things he does for the team. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem to suit the other three. And, and that's, I think, part of that is familiarity. The others just know who's going to make the run, when to make the pass, the runs, they, all those types of things that he doesn't have yet. But mm. until he plays, he doesn't get it. And when he does play, because he hasn't had that, it, it kind of peters out and he ends up down blind alleys so often. Well, maybe you're unsure of your lineup, but let's uh, let's see what the Wolves guys think because we're going to be speaking to Don Goodman and get his Wolves perspective on the game. Love sports. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joining in the studio with the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. We were just talking about the Wolves game. We've covered the Bayern Munich game, looking towards everything that's happening at Spurs at the minute and getting involved in your listeners' questions now. Though we get to talk to ex-Wolves player and legend Don Goodman. Don, a big massive clash on the weekend Super Sunday game Wolves versus Tottenham Tottenham have that new manager bouncing Jose but Wolves have an 11 game unbeaten run where will this game be won and lost? <laughs> Crystal ball time yeah, yeah. Uh, good Hello Don how are you getting on? How are you getting on? Yeah all, all good hope you're all well um, it's, a, it's a great game look it's, it's six versus seventh I mean I didn't think we'd be saying that on, on two levels probably we all expected Spurs to be sort of in the top four and Certainly, Wolves with a Europa League campaign, you probably would have forgiven them if they were sort of a bit more mid-table than they are, albeit it's very congested. But confidence is a massive thing. And what we've got going into this game on uh, on Sunday is uh, is two teams that are massively high on, uh, on confidence. Wolves courtesy of 11 games without defeat, which is a, a great habit to get in, especially at the the very highest level. And, and, and you're right, there's no doubt Jose has gone in and... Uh, and had an impact. I guess really the uh, the the number one thing that Jose will now have to sort of try and redress is uh, is you have a, a leaky defence, and um, sure. you know Wolves have some very very good forward players and midfielders. So um, yeah, I think I think Spurs are going to have to defend well if they want to come away with anything. 
Don Lee McQueen here, mate. Good to talk to you. Um, Hi, Lee. Hello, mate. What the um, where where is the most uh, the, the goals coming from generally in the team? Not just from a player perspective, but equally, you know, set pieces or you know, I just had a look at some some of the stats, and they're pretty even in terms of away versus home and the goal scored and that sort of stuff. I mean, where where do you think that the the, the area is going to be concentrated? Because I tell you, from from an opposition perspective, I'm I'm worried about Troy Uri, to be honest, against our left back. Well, I have to say. I mean, I, look, I think everybody that faces uh, Triori should should be worried about him. I mean, <laughs> he, listen, I've seen some quick players and I was no slouch myself, but I think he is the quickest footballer I've ever, ever seen in all mm. my years, to be honest with you. So um, the thing that's happened to him under Nuno, and I knew it would, it was just a case of how long it was going to take, was the coaching that, that Nuno, Espirito Santo, has, uh, has, has given him, has, yeah. has made him a better player because now all of a sudden you will notice a, a massive difference in his uh, in his end product. You know, he does pick out the right cross, the right shot um, more often than he certainly used to. So I, th- I think that's the biggest difference. And he, and he is a danger, not danger to literally any team that he plays. And, and actually, you know, Wolves utilise him very, very well. Uh, they've got players that, that spray the ball about, you know, obviously Moutinho and Neves in midfield pass the ball for fun, don't they? And they've got these they do, yeah. they've got a good range of passing. The diagonal pass is the thing that that gets the yeah. wing backs and players like Triore on the ball quicker than most teams manage to, 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 to get it out wide. Wolves we'll switch it from side to side quicker than, than most. And and that's what's proved effective not not just this year but last year. Uh, and and in the, in the championship, which of course is, is where it was all honed. Dom obviously you're on this unbeaten run at the moment and you know you've had a good run of form you have to be said and I think you've got a very talented coach there and it's well known oh, that yeah. your results against the big boys they haven't gone unnoticed do you think that plays a massive part into this game you're playing against a Jose Mourinho team take Tottenham out of it does that almost raise you know the expectations with supporters that you know you've got a, a Mourinho coming to town we're going to have this factor I think throughout the season with Tottenham and obviously him being the new coach at the club do you think that plays a big part into the game you know what? It may well have done. I don't think it does for for, for Nuno. He, he is the most grounded man you're ever going to meet. Um, you know, he's no frills, no spills. Doesn't get carried away with the success. Doesn't get too down if Wolves lose a game. And it's been a while. Um, in terms of the big games, I just think that he takes great pride in being competitive against the the, the so-called. I said the so-called big six, but what is the big six anymore? We can't, we can't really. It's difficult now, isn't it? It's, it's, well, you got you well, boys are in that now at the moment. Well. Aren't you? There's a few. There's, I mean, obviously, look, Spurs, Arsenal, and Man United, and even to a slightly lesser extent, Chelsea. They're not. You, they can't take it for granted, can they anymore? Where I think for, for, for quite a few years they were able to take it for granted. But getting back to your question, um, you know, I think last year, first time in the Premier League, um, maybe there was that factor in terms of Nuno enjoying the the, 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 the com- competitive tactical battle with the big coaches to try and get results against the big teams. Um, and the players clearly were, were were very very up for it. I think this season it's slightly different because I think they set such high standards last season. Um, the challenge for Wolves is can they can they keep those standards um, in the face of what we all know is a difficult balancing act when you're in Europe and you're trying to balance. And they've got one of the smaller squads in the Premier League as well. Um, so you know tonight, for instance, you know Neves, Moutinho. Um, the whole back four, that, that back three, sorry, the three central defenders, that, they're all playing. He's put a strong team out and it's not a strong 
it hasn't got depth to it, the squad. So um, that is a slight area for me for concern with my Wolves hat on. Um, but no, I, I just think that the challenge now is game by game. They're in a brilliant position where they well, genuinely have a chance of, of getting into Europe again. Um, and if Chelsea don't keep their foot on the, on the gas and if Man United and Arsenal and yourselves don't find that consistency that we're used to seeing from you, then who knows? I mean, they're, what are they, five points behind Chelsea at the moment? It's, uh, it's not insurmountable, but obviously you wouldn't genuinely expect Wolves to be in the top four. But certainly I, I think top six is on. Yeah, they're fighting for that top six and their European mm. adventure is on, you know. They're in those knockout yeah. stages. But, Don, I need you to look into that crystal ball again because I, I need a score prediction for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember both games last season and they were both actually brilliant games of football for, for a neutral. Um, I remember being at, um, I think I was commentating on, on for Sky on the, on the game at Molyneux, which obviously Spurs raced away into a three-goal lead and... Wolves a couple of penalties, wouldn't it, Don? A couple of penalties, back wouldn't it? Into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they could have gone on and got something out of the game, but it was a brilliant game of football. And I expect the same, actually. I have to say, I think um, I think both teams will score. Um, I'm going to. I'm, I'm not going to sit on the fence, but I'm going to go a high-scoring draw. <laughs> okay. If I was if I was going to be biased, I'd obviously be saying that I think Wolves can win. They can, but so can Spurs. This Spurs have got absolute quality within their ranks. I'm just. I'm just not sure about your defending at the moment. And I do think that Wolves represent, with respect, a different proposition to Burnley of last week. So sure, I do sure. think both teams will score. Well, Don, a high-scoring draw. We can see it. We really appreciate you coming on tonight to and giving us Don. a little bit of time. We know you're extremely busy. Uh, Don Goodman there, legend, ex-Wolves player. Absolute he legend. sang for a high-scoring draw 2-2. Well, we always get an opposition view on, but we always turn our attentions to you, the last word on Spurs. You get the last word. What are your thoughts ahead of this one? Lee, I'm going to start with you this time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree too much, actually, with what Don said. Um, my dad would be well pleased that I've just uh, been having a chat with Don Goodman. Uh, utter Wolves legends. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I feel a bit like, woo. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> I think it is down to our defence. I think, you know, Don made a, a point there about the, the, the two games being uh, good games last season. I mean, the game at Wembley which was essentially our home game, was shocking from Spurs' perspective. The defending, I think, didn't they score, again, this is a memory thing, but they but Foyeda in a box from a set piece. They scored very quickly and after that as well, didn't they? they? Yeah. yeah, bang, bang. And it's like, you know, it just killed us off. Um, and, and again, that was when we was on a good run, if I remember rightly. We was on a very, very good run. It was coming up similar to sort of time of the year, wasn't it? It was over Christmas I period. it was over Christmas. It was, yeah. yeah. So, really annoying. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to uh, write a few of them wrong. So, I think that we need to start well. We need to set up to be difficult to uh, to beat, to keep the uh, to keep the ball. And and we need to score early. You need to, But what is your score prediction? 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, just like Don. Ricky, I turn to you. I'm going to go for 2-1 Tottenham. 2-1 Tottenham, they get another away league win. Jace, you're desperate to see something this weekend. You take nothing for granted. You get the last prediction on the last word on Spurs. Gut feeling 1-1, but quite a drab 1-1. Really? I don't think no one was expecting that high-scoring draw. I think both teams, great teams, attacking flair. Jason, maybe after the European exploits, it could be a drab 1-1 affair. Just very quickly, we are. it will need to be quick. Is a point good enough? Uh, I've got this down as a point in my prediction to finish in the top four, so it's okay for me. 
Listen, they're a good side, Wolves, but I mean, I would be disappointed if we didn't come away with the three points. Jase, a point good enough for you? Away at Molyneux, 11 oh, unbeaten. Okay-ish. Okay-ish, yeah, I understand it. Well, this has been the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio, as it is every Thursday, 7 to 9, with a last word on Spurs. Uh, Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. We will see you next week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.